Welcome to Abiding Hope, a ministry of Hope Community Church of Waynesboro. And now, here's Larry Roberts and Pastor Glenn Holman. Well, Glenn, it's such a joy to be together again. I, I'm so thankful that we have an opportunity to, to come together for our podcast. And tonight we were talking about Will We Serve, uh, related to Exodus 4, verses 1 through 17. So let me begin by saying thank you to Glenn for being here. It's always great to be with you, and it's so great to be a part of Hope Community Church. I'm thankful for our body of believers and for the, uh, the kind of focus that we have of being and making disciples of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, let's begin with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this opportunity to come together again and to speak of your word and, and to share that word with others who are listening. Lord, I pray that those who are listening would, would have open hearts and minds to receive your word. And that you would help us, Lord, to say what we need to say to help those out there who, who need to hear it. We pray that you would work in the lives of each and every person in this community, in our church, and those who are listening who can glorify God and how they live their lives and what they do each and every day. We give thanks for all of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Glenn, let me begin by uh, reading verses 1 through 17 of Exodus 4. And this is the New American Standard translation. Then Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. The Lord furthermore said to him, Now put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, like snow. Then he said, Put your hand into your bosom again. So he put his hand into his bosom again, and when he took it out of his bosom, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. It shall come about that if they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign, they may believe the witness of the last sign. But it shall be that if they will not believe even these two signs or heed what you say, then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently nor in times past, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. But he said, Please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses, and he said, Is there not your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You are to speak to him, and put the words in his mouth, and I, even I, will be your mouth and his mouth, and I will, do, and I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, he shall speak for you to the people. And it shall come about that he shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be as God to him. You shall take in your hand this staff with which 
you shall perform the signs. Now, this is a pretty amazing passage. Glenn. Amen. I really, really appreciate what God is doing here. But what I appreciate more than anything else is, is Moses' objections. He's mm-hmm. being very human. So in this passage, God deals with Moses' objections to the calling he's given him. In fact, what if they don't believe? God gives Moses signs with which to witness his presence to the people, turning his staff into a serpent and back again, and the withering of his hand before restoring it. Is discerning God's presence still valid today? And how does our understanding of the presence of God in our lives fundamental to our service? Well, I would say certainly we need to be discerning of God uh, at work in our lives, and uh, we do that in a variety of ways. But mainly we do that uh, uh, through God's Word, because God speaks to us through His Word, the Word in Scripture as well as the Word of Jesus. And also, uh, we also discern God's Word in among God's people uh, through the body of Christ. We hear God's voice through, uh, through one another, as long as it's consistent, again, with the 66 mm-hmm. canonical books of Scripture, with, mm-hmm. the, with God's Word. So we need to be discerning God's presence in our lives and uh, be careful about it. We, you know, we can't depend on our own abilities. We can't depend on our own abilities, our own talents, but we need to be totally reliant upon God's power and his presence in our lives. And I think that this was true for Moses. While he was making all of these excuses, while he was mm-hmm. anxious, he was fearing, uh, he didn't know if he, he had it in him. It wasn't about his abilities. It was about what God wanted to do through him and what, and what God was calling him to do and his need to just simply be obedient. Mm-hmm. But it's very human. Mm-hmm. Moses is, is, is quite human in this place. Oh, he gives an impressive list of objections as to why he does. he's not really the guy to be doing this or answering God's oh, calling. Uh, and we don't have the benefit of hearing God <clears throat> directly. Uh, respond to our objections in life. And and so I wonder, it's got to be possible that other forces are in play to prevent our acting on God's calling in our lives. Well, certainly, as as I think about that question, Larry, I think the thing that comes to my mind is obviously sin. Sin gets in in our way of of thinking too highly of ourselves, of being prideful, of so many other sins that can distract us from the voice of God and even his calling upon our lives uh, to be faithful to it. Certainly sin, fear is another one. We can become so fearful. And I think that was true for Moses. I think he was anxious about what God was calling him to do. I don't know if I have the abilities to do that. It was, a, it was an incredible task mm-hmm. that God was charging Moses to do. And I think I would have been pretty scared and feared, filled with trepidation myself. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes confusion, just being confused. Is this really God or, or conflict in some way? Or mm-hmm. what's this going to cost me? <clears throat> and I think sometimes that gets in the way of us serving as uh, the people of God. We, we think, well, I don't know if I can do that. that that's going to cost me way too much time. I don't really have that kind of time. <laughs> that kind of thing. And we hear that. Those, we sure. hear we hear all kinds of excuses today in the church. Uh, well, you know, uh, I, we've never really done it that way before. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can do that. Mm-hmm. Or, or we make the excuse, well, I, I did that years ago, and I don't need to do that. That's time for younger people to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, well, God has a, a calling on my life today, too, and I need to be obedient. I need to quit making excuses. Well, and I think I heard you say in last 
Sunday's sermon about the busyness of life yes. and how that can get in the way of our service. Absolutely. That's certainly another one. Yeah. Well, it brings to mind, um, if I'm not mistaken, the, the second chapter in Genesis where Satan is having a conversation with Eve and basically places doubt in her mind by saying, did God really say that? Yes. And in that one moment, it changes how she reacts and how she thinks. That's really, there's nothing new that Satan presents to us today. It's the same thing. Did God really say that? Right. That's, that's, that's the place where the evil one comes to us. Mm-hmm. Did God really say you couldn't do that? That would be so much fun if you did that. But no. Did and all God, your if, friends are doing it. Yeah, your friends are doing it. <laughs> your neighbors. What's the big deal? Well, you know, today, Glenn, it's interesting to me that, uh, and, and I can understand this to a certain degree, but there are many who deny the existence of Satan mm-hmm. or that hell is, is actual truth. I mean, it, is it just as important to discern Satan's presence or validity in today's world? Well, I think that we don't have to look far, Larry, frankly, to, to see the, the results <laughs> it's pretty, of the evil pretty in obvious, our world. It? it becomes very obvious. I mean, just, just picking up a newspaper today or listening to a news broadcast, you can't help but see the kind of evil in our world today. In fact, our producer, Sam, sent me, a, uh, and several of us, I think, uh, a news article about a particular church that was celebrating a, a lifestyle that is really... Hmm. Uh, an inappropriate, a sinful lifestyle, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet that's celebrated in our world today. Mm-hmm. Doing the children's sermon in church, right? And just this week, I heard similar stories or read similar stories about um, readings happening in public libraries before, mm-hmm. and um, even uh, the Church of Satan delivering an invocation before a government meeting in a small right. town in Alaska. And now, obviously, that wouldn't make the news if it wasn't so sensational. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, it, it gives some normalcy to these types of behaviors Absolutely. in our current culture. Um, by the way, one thing I would share, Larry, too, is that, you know, when we are confronted by, the, by Satan, the reality is I find that to be when we're being challenged, and I think that's a that can be a positive thing. It means that we're doing something right for the Lord. Mm-hmm. When we're being attacked, um, some of us have experienced uh, an attack in a variety of ways in our lives. Mm-hmm. And when we experience that attack, we know that something's right. If we weren't being attacked, you know, there'd be no problem. The evil one mm-hmm. wouldn't come after us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's apparent in Moses' objections to God um, actually caused God's anger to burn against him, and yet God is surprisingly patient with mm-hmm. Moses. Yes. Uh, can you reflect on the patience of God, particularly in the midst of, of the current culture we're you know, living in? You know, as I think about that, Larry, I think about uh, the Apostle Peter, and I think about what he wrote in his second uh, letter in chapter 3 and verse 9. He says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Not wishing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Um, God, God has an incredible patience with us. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned in the previous uh, broadcast, uh, God has such, and, and I'm so grateful for that, that God is patient with us. He gives us other chances when we, 
when we fall down. True. And so I'm so grateful for his patience. Well, and it's not just patience with us as individuals. Yeah. There's God has to have patience with his church today. Yes. Um, there's a lot going on. And there are, are there churches raising objections to the call that God would would have them respond to? I mean, it seems like a number of churches are, are moving in a direction that's a counter away from mm-hmm. God's word. Yes. Um, and actually denying that call. And so I think as as a community of faith, I wonder what we can do to um, to kind of bring that call more to light. I think that one thing being clear about what what is God calling us to is as individuals and as the church of Jesus Christ today, as the body of Christ, we're called, Jesus calls us, and we need to remember that that calling in the Great Commission is to go and make disciples of all nations, Mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, discipling them, to be all that God has called them to be Um, and to remember that God is with us even to the close of the age. Mm -hmm. Remembering that great commission is so important for us um, as the church, not losing sight of that. that That's that's what we're all about. We're to remember the great commandment, to love God with all our soul, uh, mind, heart, and strength, but then to love our neighbors ourselves, but then to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a friend of mine he always says, what is it that we don't understand about the word go? <laughs> Seems pretty straightforward. So, you know, at the same time, Glenn, there's a lot of new believers out there or a lot of those who may not yet have matured in their faith. So what does it mean to serve God? How, how do we go about doing that? I would say, bottom line, Larry, we need to simply be available. Mm-hmm. That part of, of serving the Lord is being available in every situation, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in the community in which we live, uh, when we're out and about, when we're in stores, when we're with colleagues and work, that God gives us opportunities to witness, to share who he is. And that's my prayer for us as a local congregation, of mm-hmm. a, part of the body of Christ, is to be faithful to that calling. <clears throat> Um, to make a difference in, in people's lives, you know, to not make excuses. Mm-hmm. And obviously Moses made a lot of excuses. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, God still used him. <laughs> right. And we make excuses. Sure. Well, for those who might be looking at in a way to how do we connect, how do we get involved, um, let me throw out a shameless plug for Hope Community Church. It's a wonderful place to be, and you'll, you'll be challenged there. Mm. And so I, I want to invite everyone to come and hear Pastor Holman. Um, Glenn, if you would, uh, can you offer us a closing prayer? Yes. Thank you, Larry. Lord, once again, we are grateful for your presence with us. We thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. We thank you for the hope that is available, the only hope that is available through you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray that maybe that somebody that's listening tonight, that that doesn't know you, might come to know you and trust you as Savior and as Lord. So, Lord, continue to help us not make excuses, but to live our lives fully committed to you, to serving you with all that we are. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. We hope you found this message encouraging. 
For more information, visit HopeChurchWaynesboro.org.